Elliot Steele in the studio. Wagwan. Hello. Lucas on the on the ones and twos. Hello. Big up Lucas. Um, it's going to be fun. So um, I've had a triple rum already. <laughs> it's, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Is everything all right, mate? <laughs> then you went and you bought, that, bought that jacket. It's fine, man. I can handle it. <laughs> um, I love this jacket. It's my new. I bought a whole tracksuit of this. It's cool. Man. It's. I mean, I, to be honest, it's not really an outdoor. I'm not wearing the whole tracksuit out mm. yet. It's a, It's sort of a house tracksuit. But I thought I'd wear the top half out. Like a mafiosa. It's a little bit. Is it, do you know what it is? It's definitely inspired by the fact I've been watching Sopranos. It's great. I've isn't started it? the Sopranos again. I've done that. I've been. Um, I've got this little bracelet on. Right, that's and I wear an Adidas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BDSM. A bit of bling, and I wear an Adidas tracksuit every now and then. And yeah, as, yeah, I, as yeah, I'm walking yeah, through yeah. Fortin Heath, I'm like, I need to go into Costa and uh, yeah. get them to pay up. Yes. <laughs> Start racketeering. Um, yeah, but I basically, I've been doing my Christmas advent calendar. So today, today it was Malibu, and Malibu is famously delicious, but it's only 21%. So I thought, only. I, so I thought I'd look up a, uh, a cocktail that's got Malibu in it. I found one that's a triple rum cocktail. It's um, it's fucking delicious. So I put mm-hmm. Malibu, Bacardi, um, and Mount Gay, um, d- dark rum. You mounted a gay, <laughs> and uh, it's, actually, it's a really lovely Barbados <laughs> rum for drunk now in the morning. It's, it's a delicious rum. Whatever um, age you're gonna be, that's still gonna know, be a great thing. It's impossible. It? Yeah, it's, it's like, like Cockburn. It's like, like it, <laughs> it's like Knobs Creek whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's worth thinking. Um, so yeah, those three rums: uh, grenadine, pineapple juice. So strong, but so it tastes like umbongo, genuinely. And uh, and I downed it at nine a.m. Does it fuck your day up a little bit? Uh, no, it makes everything great. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that fucks yeah, your day up. Yeah, yeah, of course. What are you talking about? I had, I had um, my first day. Like, I hadn't drunk in a little. While. I mean, like sort of like twelve days or something. And last night I had a few beers, and I woke up today, man, and I felt because yeah. with comedy sometimes I'll go out, I'll have a few beers. And like, just do it consistently to the point where I could get up and crackle with my day, no problem. Yeah, but yeah. when you ain't done it for a while, you're like, this shit's poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, it's, it, there's no like rhyme nor reason to it. I think when I was 18, I mean, you're younger, obviously. So, so it's like, for me though. How when old I was, are you, Elliot, now? 26. When I was 18 or even like 18 to 25, probably, I could drink, like my hangovers were totally based on how much I drank. So if I drank... If I had five pints, I'd be fine. If I had 10 pints, I'd be a bit fucked. Mm. And if I had 10 pints shots on a night out drink, yeah. I'd be ruined the next day, right? Whereas now, there's absolutely no rhyme or reason. Once I've got to 40, like I will have, I can go out and have 10 pints uh, on just a, a total surprise night out. I'll wake up the next day and I'm fine. Or I'll go for four pints with a mate in a pub, and the next morning it's like I've been on a stag do. Like yeah. I'm just fucking hanging out my ass. There's a traffic cone. Like body... Waking up next to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, your body's just like your body just doesn't function how you, like as well. So you just can't gauge a hangover anymore. It's not like it used to be like right. If I call it now, I'll be fine. Now yeah. I just drink and just think whatever happens happens. Yeah, I had my first uh, cigarette in a little while last night, and oh, delicious. Fucking what gr- flavour? Uh, 
tobacco. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> what was, that? was it a Marlboro right, Granddad? Yeah, uh, it was a Marlboro Red. Oh, my oh, God. One of the best. You mad bastard. That would kill me, man. Oh, mate, it was so good. I like a Roly when I'm having a drink. That's my thing. Oh, Rollies. I love I a always Roly. regret it, though, if I have a Roly. I always feel like icky afterwards. No, Rollies don't make me feel icky. It's the normal, Do you have the mint? Straight, um, the menthol. Men, not menthol, I don't I don't know. mind, yeah. I don't like it. I hate a straight. Because if I'm having a straight, I'm like, something's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, had, I bought a couple of packs after my dad died. Like, because I was just stressed, and so I found myself just like, What are you stressed about? <laughs> <laughs> you have stuff going on, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I found myself buying a few packs of straight sound again. I hated it, I felt that made me feel worse. Than if I hadn't have had them. I think they've got more chemicals in. Oh, definitely. They? Whereas a Roly, I was I was buying the Rollies and I've wound it down now. I love the old. <laughs> I love the old one. Like if I'm yeah having a drink, whatever. But uh, yeah, the Roly just up. in the mornings every day. <laughs> yeah, then. Just little, out the bathroom <laughs> windows. Yeah. I just want to have a little drink. <laughs> <laughs> sort of three rums this morning. <laughs> I love the idea that you've got a Roly out of drinking hand and you're like holding the baby like a nineties parent. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I saw like that. a good nineties parent. So I went to Euro. I've just got back from Euro Disney last night. Oh yeah, you went there. Mate, that is the best place on earth. Honestly, it's the most magical place in the on the planet. Especially when you're lagging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see so many just French parents just pushing a buggy with a fag hanging out their mouth. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. But they do it's it. So it cool, they it? do it and it looks cool. And you see it in Croydon High Street. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you fucking wrong. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? The French just have to. I remember I was just work. When I was about 16, and like, I sort of went to Paris with my family. My, um, my dad was like, oh, just fuck off on your own for a bit if you want. And I was like, all right, cool. I've never walked for a foreign city on my own before. Um, I'm scared, Dad. I'm only six. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I walked uh, down near where the, the fucking thing that burnt down. Um, the Notre Dame. Diana. Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just walking through a tunnel. <laughs> I want to go pay my respects at 16. Was that thing that burnt down? Yeah, I just wanted to pay my respects to her. Um, and uh, there was these like French teenagers, but they were drinking a bottle of wine. Oh, and I was like, it's, yeah. it was just like, it was underage drinking, but it looked it looked yeah, great. Yeah, it looked yeah. classy. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. here, it's a bottle of white ace, and then Friday, like yeah, yeah. the sports centre window lightning. gets smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports centre. We used to drink um, super tenants. That was our thing. We'd drink like because we we didn't like <coughs> cider. It was quite was strong, drinking. wasn't it? That? It was um nine. Is it nine percent lager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used to have to put it in the freezer for an hour to make it palatable. Oh, if yeah. you put if you put it's a, it's a secret for you if you've got a problem drinking. <laughs> if you um, want to get a problem, get super tenants in the freezer for an hour, and you, you can drink it. It's like you don't hardly taste it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We used to, we used I said that like it was such a good <laughs> life hack. Get it, <laughs> get it down your neck, kids. A bit of motivation with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drinking every morning's changed you, man. <laughs> we, we used to do uh, K-Cider. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. That was quite a cool bottle as well, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it, was, it was dark black with a little yeah. red K. Yeah, yeah. It was, matte it, black. It was, and it, it, was, it was always, and we'd always do, it was, there was always that thing where you'd put three in a row and you'd be like, oh, bit naughty. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it, it was just, it was just such like an insane thing to be drinking. I don't know why it's teenage, because you, cause you don't know how to drink as a teenager. You're still learning it. So every yeah. time you drink, you push it to a level where it's not it's not really about enjoying the drink, it's about the idea oh, you get to get fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exciting, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like those first few times where you're like, oh my God, we're gonna go and get fucked up and someone brings a bottle of Malibu. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, but no one drinks 
Malibu, really. from breakfast. Obviously, the breakfast. Yeah, the most important Malibu of the day. I mean, I mean what was it? Bre- Malibu is a breakfast. It's 21%, mate. That's a breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's breakfast. Tipple. <laughs> <laughs> a little pick-me-up. <laughs> um, but... Mm. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting though. It was just getting shit faced when you were a teenager. I used to have Jack Daniels and Coke really because it yeah. couldn't taste. Like I never really liked the taste. So yeah, 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 yeah. It was nice. It's a good drink, Jack Daniels. I think mm. I, I know it's like the most obvious whiskey. I don't like yeah. it with Coke though. I don't like really? Coke. Towards the I, end I, of it, I wouldn't have the Coke I hate or Coke. ice even. Just doing shots. Yeah, Bourbon though is one of the few like drinks I can drink shots of that I think is quite nice. <coughs> a nice sort of uh, bourbon, just Knobs Creek or something. Just I remember bloop. getting into Quavassier for a little while. Ooh. But only because I was thinking, oh, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm, this is classy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle of grey goose under a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> 200 quid, mate. I ain't got problems. There's a, little, yeah. there's a little sparkler coming out of it like you're in a club. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you're just in an alleyway. <laughs> the tuxedo. I ain't an alcoholic. There is that thing, though, isn't there, of like, we sort of talk about off that when you're... That when you're sort of like world class or lower middle class, and then but if someone posh does something, like when posh people become an alcoholic, it's quite there's more fun to it whenever yeah, I've yeah, met yeah. a posh alcoholic. Oh, hello, what's going on yeah, here? I got a nice yeah. flat to go and hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get some quality brasses. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just like, they're like in sort of a tweed jacket that's yeah. all a bit scruffy, and you're like, ah, oh, you look. You look fun, but then the minute yes. you do see someone just sort of staggering around London in their tracksuit, you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, mate, well, sort it out. Yeah, it's yeah, location, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, when, when I lived in Harlesden, you know, there's a few proper old rough pubs there. And, like, you know, you would just see blokes who are there every day from opening to closing. And, you know, they're just fucked and they look rough yeah, as shit. Yeah. I remember seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then if you, you know, that, if you move, take that and move it to a fucking private members bar in Chiswick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a 60-year-old, like, tubby bloke. Even though they're damaging jacket. their body the same. Absolutely. You know they're, I mean? they're acting the same. But yeah. it's just they, they, they're doing it in a different place and slightly with a different accent. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but do you think there's, like, in a way, with those people, I used to see it in uh, when Weatherspoons was in Crystal Palace there were these old boys who would go in there seven in the morning until shut and I thought it was open yeah, yeah, it, four hours before it was open it was at the front door <laughs> well, right. yeah, like the Christmas it, it would sales. open at seven. Oh god it would open at seven what and the they'd yeah 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 and they'd go in there and I used to think there is an odd freedom to that to just go in that's what oh, my course. life's going to be if I I would love to just go I'm just going to go sit in the pub all day and maybe venture to the bookies every now Absolutely. and then. Absolutely. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I've, I, I, I ha- One of my biggest bugbears of the modern age is this whole sort of, uh, you know, this this culture of like, you've got to get out there and graft, make, make something of yourself and like, you know, work hard and all that. Whereas actually, in, I, I think even up to about 15 years ago, it used to be everyone should try and get a job and do what they want. But, that there is a fallback plan of get on the dole <laughs> <laughs> and just drink every day, knit to the bookies, be a bit sad. But like, you know, actually there was, I think that's that, plan that I. safety net, <laughs> that safety net for people in society to be that, I think was very necessary. <laughs> but that does encourage that people to not try though, doesn't it as well? And I don't think it, there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Carl on this. That, that's one of the things that we've lost in the modern era of all this technology and all these influences. <laughs> what, dull bludgers? Yeah, you, you were, it was that if you went 
and you just went, I'm going to go into a pub, I'm going to drink John Smith's. Yeah. But I don't think they are free, though. I think it. I think the opposite. I, I think, think they're the freest people. They're I think it's Sims free. free, and they think they're free. But, it's, but they're freer they're than trapped. someone who's got a really busy nine-to-five job, surely. I don't know. Imagine you got say all right. Here's the thing. Imagine you got. There is the other end of the spectrum where the guy is fucking living to work. All right, that's what I mean. So imagine you're that loads about going. But even take that guy out of the equation. Imagine you're somebody who's just got a a nine to five proper like you know you've got a decent job but you've not got enough to buy property yet. You're still a slave to your rent. Most people. Yeah. So most people in society they they work hard. They haven't got that much free time. They haven't got that much expendable income. Most of their week is spent working. They're paying their rent, their bills, and that they've got a bit left over at the end to have a but few If there's a balance out. with their social life, that's how people manage it. Yeah, isn't yeah it? but a couple of bits of social life a month. Go axe throwing on a Thursday <laughs> evening. <laughs> What the fuck is with all the axe throwing at the minute? Why was why is society crying? Out? What are they trying to get us to prepare for? We talked about we talked about this a bit recently about yeah, that yeah. sort of weird new wave of like axe like throwing. hobbies that don't or like things activities that didn't that make any sense. Crazy yeah, yeah. golf that's got like graffiti on the wall saying fuck everything <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 crazy dog <laughs> yeah is it crazy they, people they, they spray painted chairman Mao yeah, on yeah, everything yeah, and they're yeah. like down with capitalism <laughs> and you're like cost me yeah. 25 quid to get yeah, that yeah, 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 10 yeah. quid to rent you're your pub you're gonna sell yeah, me a yeah. photo for fucking pound, 15 quid 8 pound for a pint of fucking neck oil in the face <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Off, yeah. <laughs> but like it's that yeah this sort of there's this fake uh, you know wild and crazy sort of shit going on it's all just it's always gonna be some rich venture capitalist who owns that business. There's definitely all of that, yeah. But, um, but what I mean is, I would, I would definitely think the the person who's on the dole, going to the pub every day, lives in council housing. But the is dole is freer. only what's the dole about sixty quid a week or something? Three hundred thirty-nine uh, quid a month. Lucas, yeah, what'd you yeah. get? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's uh, 60 quid a week. 60 quid a week, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They can't sustain an alcohol no, no, problem, no. though. No, but uh, what you've got to, what nah, you've got to do with that is invest it. So you've got, you've got to buy a quarter a of weed bottle. and split that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Start <laughs> shotting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, yeah, you've got to have, 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 <laughs> have a little few things on the side. But if you've got, you know, if you're in a council... Get a couple of OnlyFans girls on the payroll. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, a little so, side hustle. But then that thing, I would say, there's a, there's still just that slight more freedom in terms of just your 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 time is freer. Yeah, it's, that's it, what I mean. If you, I mean, if you did just want to sit in your council flat watching telly, drinking cans of super cheap cider, you're all right. Mate. But I don't think they're happy. I, I think they're desperate. No, I'm not saying they're happy. Sad, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I'd say some are. I think are they're happy. in hell. I'd go be fast people. to say. I'd say some are happy. I could be happy about that. Some are. Guys. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> man's been drinking every morning. He's got that I've on his vision out. board. That's all I want. I, I, love it. I love the idea of you putting that to Hannah. You're like, yeah, I'm not really gigging this anymore. Yeah, I'm just going to just gonna get a couple of tins yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, the freezer's full of super tenants now <laughs> the food's Try all one. in the sink you can't even taste it all the vegetables are in the sink thawing out yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a thing you know because it is I do think of it like I, I catch myself to things that I get 
down about now and stuff is is to do with online and social media and where I put content Porn out. Pornhub down and that, yeah. No, I don't, I don't really watch porn or anything like because no. I, I, I was brought up in the generation of porn. I, when I was in my twenties, I sort of worked out this is gonna. You this completed is, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, is, yeah. this is this isn't. I was like, this isn't. You tore your dick off. <laughs> 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 Couldn't use it no more. <laughs> Wore it down to little numbs. <laughs> it's a little twiglet. <laughs> Sore <laughs> and raw. Someone, someone from Pornhub actually rang me and went, "Look, yeah. mate." We're actually going to have to cut your account. We're going to have to have an intervention here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd, but all of that, like the content and all of that, and I'd sort of go, oh, that that's just a thing in modern life where, because you're like, the whole influencer thing where it's always like, you've got to be up and you're grinding doing this, and then the next video is telling you, you know, you need to be at peace with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck am I listening to someone who doesn't know me and I don't know that? Like, there's yeah, that Tom Skinner yeah. guy, right? Who This guy's just famous because he just has a fucking breakfast in the morning. Who is it? Well, I don't know Some guy from, uh, from he was on The Apprentice and he's from Essex and he goes, oh, boss. And he sits there and he goes, good morning, lovely people. Right. Today I'm tucking into a bit of lamb for breakfast. Oh, he's in a cafe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, why don't you go out there and just work on, you know, and we'll have a great day. And you're like... You don't fucking know what I'm going through. Yeah, Just because yeah, yeah. you're eating a breakfast yeah. doesn't mean that's going to inspire me. But do you yeah, not think yeah, the yeah. fact that you're watching it, you've done your part in... Like you've you've played. I don't. I see. I've never heard of him, so he doesn't annoy me. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so why don't you not you... watch it? <laughs> yeah, but I, I I thrive on spite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I do watch things that get on my nerves, though. I, I have to watch something. And do you know what? He seems like a perfectly nice bloke as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I... he have a chicken curry for breakfast yeah. the other day? Yeah, yeah, I know the guy. What yeah. a weirdo, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I've ever. Seen. I could lose that. <laughs> <laughs> get a Malibu down. The one he did yesterday. He had a Christmas dinner yesterday. Do you want to see it? Yeah. Oh, is he the guy? Somebody I saw somebody do a tweet about somebody eating twenty four, like doing a Christmas dinner every morning of mm. December. Is that that's him? It. Um, I'm not sure if that's him. There he is. Good morning and happy Thursday, you lovely, lovely people. It's Lenny Sherman. That's the big one today. It's the first December. Well, I do recognise him. All year for the cat to start doing this. The Christmas dinners for breakfast are here, and I can't wait. Which means I'll be probably having one of these. Every morning through December till Christmas, because I absolutely love the Christmas dinner here. It is fantastic. And this is going to keep me going today, because later on we're driving up to Scotland. We've got 499 miles to do in one day just to get up there, spin so around. Merv control. And yes, I am tired. And yes, I wish he's in the week. Because we've got to keep I've got going. a drive so free you're doing today, go out there, give you 110%, smash it to pieces. Today's going to be your day. Keep going, guys. Have a blinder. I'm going to tuck in my breakfast. Why is he acting like you need a Christmas dinner to have the energy to yeah, drive yeah, to yeah. Scotland? He's not—he's not walking. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just dr- he's uh, like a nice enough guy. There's he's definitely lovely. a demographic for him. I mean, I wouldn't watch it, you know, if you had a gun to my head. It's what it is. He's doing his thing. If I walked in a calf, I'd walk back out <laughs> <laughs> with him holding his phone, <laughs> talking to his dinner. But it's just that fake motivation thing that gets someone. Uh, just the idea that you tell someone. Gary V's a bit hardcore, isn't he? Oh, he's mid- he's got to be on Gary phone. V. He's, I don't think he is. I think he's one of those it, people who just. He loves. owned a bit of Snapchat, didn't he, early on or something? Who's like Gary V? He's a this business um, guy. He advises business basically, but he's 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 constantly on social media. He's just he's just a master at putting just, content out. There's he does that... do some interesting stuff though. Like he goes to boot sales and flips stuff. I was watching a bit of that. I mean, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they, there's all of that stuff of like the just the people who are relentless. 
if it's like if you just have no shame in life, yeah. you will succeed at some things. You know, that's why corporate psychopaths do yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. the same with social media to an extent. If you're a bit of a corporate psychopath and on social media, that's why influencers, the, the really famous ones, they're all insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they have no, no, like, no way of thinking that inhibitions it, yeah, that, yeah. That, that one who put up a thing about oh my heating's not working so I've gone to stay at Claridge's or yeah, whatever yeah, the other yeah, day yeah. and she did have did a clothing haul didn't she uh, and everyone was like this is most people can't do this and they're like yeah, well yeah, yeah. that's not my fault I'm yeah, off yeah, yeah. the but, but her again. demographic are probably people on the same kind of in the same kind of ilk Maybe, but then also f- fair fucks to her. Why yeah, can't yeah, she yeah. go? Yeah, but also that? again, yeah, yeah. this goes back to that thing about freedom and like what you think. Like you know, again, you could not. You don't have to compare everything to somebody fucking getting shit faced in a Weatherspoons every day. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. then like, there's this idea that these influencers traveling around the world to these exciting places are f- they've got the greatest life. But did you see that video of that? Um, remember, was it Coachella, the music festival? Yeah, and yeah. they had this like secret VIP party. And it was all like all the best influencers of the world, the biggest influencers and all that. And all the influencers, if you watch their videos, you'd be like, this is the sickest party I've ever seen, man. It's in like, you know, there's a pool and there's cocktails and everyone's just mingling and they're sexy and all that. A lot of puss puss. But somebody put a video like of like basically behind the scenes. Somebody filmed somebody filmed the party, basically, and put it out. Yeah. And it was literally two hundred people attract- crying behind the camera. Attractive people just on their phones. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, was yeah. what it's meant to be. You'd think that like you'd think the moment the cameras are off. It's all fucking coke and everyone noshing each other. They're off. not fulfilled. <laughs> They're not happy. They no. literally, they, yeah. they are, they are such slaves to their phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that to me is, I'd rather be pissed in a Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, by a mile. I'd say they're both miserable places to be. Yeah, at each at end the of the spectrum. Like you ain't looking at your phone. You're just yeah. having a beer with your yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't afford one. And there's, a, <laughs> yeah. there's a fruity as well in a Weatherspoons. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly, don't have yeah, that man. VIP. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do because I've, I've met a couple influencers and I know them, and uh, a lot of the time they are the most like content everything has to be content you know like sometimes you meet a comic and they can only explain everything like oh that's like that episode of Seinfeld and you're like you're like mate like yeah, can yeah, we live yeah, life yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. Oh, you know oh yeah Louis has a great bit about that. and you're like I don't anyone who refers to Louis CK as Louis I'm like that's a red flag to me, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you watch too much comedy man. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> call, call every if a comedian if you don't know somebody by their name and they're famous call them by their full name yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember like my my ex-wife's uh and this is, I'm not digging them out, but this is just like, some people do that. Um, her sister and uh, my and my brother-in-law, was that what you call him? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Her brother? They always, my her wife, her husband, mm. not my ex-wife's husband, but <laughs> me. Because um, she a marriage failed, man. My ex-wife's sister's husband. But like, because okay. once I started doing comedy and started you know, doing yeah. stuff with some quite well-known comedians, they they sort of would refer to them by their first name, and I was I always found it weird because I wouldn't refer to them. By yeah, them, yeah, even yeah. though I knew them. I, a people so I, I was talking about people to like you know to civilians. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like it'd be like we'd they'd, be talking they'd about say Russell, Julian with Russell yeah. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and start calling him Russ. <laughs> they'd be like, who is this Julian? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, like Russell Howard. They'd refer to him as like Russell, and I was always like that. I find that weird, even if it's somebody. who... Like, if I was referring to Russell Howard with people that know Russell Howard as well, I'd still say Russell, Russell yeah, Howard. Yeah, yeah. Russell Howard, yeah, yeah. But when people do, I just always find it weird when people go, yeah, like, 
Yeah, just refer to Patrice. Yeah, Patrice yeah. has got a great bit on that. It's like, let's Patrice O'Neill, let's refer to him by his full name, please. Yeah. yeah we don't know him. It's a, yeah, we don't know him. It is, a, it is that. I was talking to Bill about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the old Bill. Yeah, Bill. And <laughs> the old Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was, you know, with like back to the influence thing, I was, I've met a few of them and they are, it is just you go, oh, you're just, your whole thing is like, you know, whenever you meet someone whose whole thing is they, they want to be famous. And I don't mean successful or anything like that, because we all probably have a bit of that drive within us and stuff like that. That's why we're in here podcasting and doing that. So yeah, we yeah, yeah. dance with that devil. But when you meet people whose out and out thing is, I just want to be famous. And that's it. It's and that's so it. empty. What for? Which is also the worst part of it. Yeah. Like, what you want is success, a bit of success and some money. Yes. Yeah. And a bit of like, and to be able to sort so of do it on your own terms. It. Yeah. The fame. Fa- <laughs> get some totty. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you can't do that anymore. You're not allowed to be famous and do that anymore. Oh, that yeah. used to be part of the deal I with that. You yeah. can, you've just got to do it in the right terms. Yeah. Not like the way Julian would. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to get hashtag you soon no, trending. No, no. No, no. Hashtag you next. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> just start tagging birds in. <laughs> I'm going to start a whole new movement. There's just, oh my God. Pulled my headphones out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just pick them off one by one. Like the advent calendar. <laughs> you know when one someone, a day. You know when people start in the industry going, we all know who, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, want yeah. like, to have that. I want them to know it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Head of the news. Hashtag yeah. me. <laughs> 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 no, no apology post. Just a video of you smoking a cigar, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> but yes, um, that was yeah. I, I that uh, it is that thing of I agree. There isn't uh, there's a no. There's no fun in that influencer lifestyle. No, not at all. the fame. The fame man. is the worst bit. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you want that bit, I mean, not. I'm not saying there's probably some benefits to fame. You know what I mean? But I think on the whole, if that's the only thing you want, you're going for the worst yeah, yeah, part yeah. of it. Well, when you, whenever I've met people who are, for, like, there's they're degrees to fame, you know, whenever you're with someone recognising you because they enjoy your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, cool yeah. thing. And go, oh, hey, mate, I really like this. Thank you very much. Like, the first time I ever got recognised was actually, like, I wanted it to happen, you know, because I was, I'd seen it happen to my dad and stuff. And it was actually very sad because I was in Brixton, I was waiting for a bus at about one in the morning to come back from a gig. And this bloke came up to me and went, Eddie hey, Still, he was like, yeah, I'm a massive fan of your comedy. And he had oh, these records. Nice. And I went, oh, you went record shopping. And he was like, I'll be honest, mate, I've got to shoot off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job, and, and then he walked away. Yeah, I ain't really got the time, mate, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was the first time I ever got recognised. I tried to initiate a chat. And he just went, no, nah, mate, fucking hell, I'm not, I don't want to be pals with yeah, you. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, familiar, you yeah. weirdo. <laughs> he just fucked off. <laughs> I think the best type of fame, you know, like is in terms of comedy, the people I always think that must be a sweet life. You look at people like Kev Bridges, uh, Mickey Flanagan, people like that, where they sort of do arena tours because they got to that point mm. and they're they're amazing at comedy. They yeah, keep yeah, their yeah. sort of legitimate 
quality of comedy but they come and do their arena tours and then you don't really see them for about a year or 18 months or yeah, two yeah, years because yeah, yeah. it's like that's they know that's all they want to do man they like just having their life as well there's so still good, a lot of stress good, though I bet sure once you them. once you're in that touring schedule and getting the show together but they're, yeah. I think they've got very good work life balances which I think a lot of famous comedians don't like they lose they're going to sit on a beach for a few months I bet when they well yeah. I think they're that yeah, I think a lot of famous comedians when they once they get the fame they lose that work life balance they think I've got to hold on to this yeah, whereas yeah, I like yeah. the fact that some of the others sort of go no actually I've got a nice position now I just can just hopefully maintain it without yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to ruin my life and sort of stay on the horse too hot too yeah. hard Flagan I think he's quite uh, for what I've heard he's quite known like I, I really like obviously really love Mickey Flagan but I've heard he was you know he was like a circuit comic for years oh mate yeah. when I started he was like one of the best right like headliners you'd ever see man yeah, he was yeah. just rocking gigs left right and center and it was just as I was starting he was just like almost it was that thing when they used to they used to refer to like him and uh, Michael McIntyre as being too big for the circuit right you do like the store with them and they were just they couldn't go anywhere but last because you they were unfollowable true closers and then within about six months of that that of me that that's when they got famous yeah yeah that, yeah that was that thing as well though like I you there was almost this thing which I think because I'm 26 so there's people who start now who are my age but i'm not in the same year group as yeah, them yeah, even though yeah, we're yeah. the same age you were proper young weren't you when yeah you i was 16 which was too young too young and then but i always came through as like you kind of respect the so I, I don't know if you have too much comedy chat on your podcast so sorry for going for this but like uh i, I we're was gonna all, cut all the yeah no thank you yeah just leave, <laughs> just, leave, just leave in all the me too stuff that's what the people are here for it's only a five minute <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, interesting. Mate. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it don't sound sarcastic. Sounded really cutting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, this is really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, great stuff, man. Um... <laughs> so I was I, when I came in, it was always like there was this thing of you respect the circuit. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. You, get good. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. You, you can. I think you can make a mistake on the circuit. Of like I did a just the tonic Birmingham the other week. That's a mistake. Well, it's, not really. I love just the tonic. I like just the tonic, Daryl. But it, the gig was it, the gig is like an old jungler's gig. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the tougher ones, isn't it? Yeah, and I was on first, and it went where well, it went fine. But it was like a bit of crowd control and stuff. And I was like, you could make the mistake if you were doing these gigs every weekend of convincing yourself you were a good comedian when you're not. You're actually good at yeah talking to drunk people yeah, 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 and also yeah, yeah. you can't you you could not help yourself if you were only doing that sort of room week in week out you couldn't not tailor your material towards yeah it. yeah yeah 100 percent. you ain't going on and doing a 10 minute fucking you know sort of shaggy dog story about yeah, something yeah. whimsical whatever yeah because you physically can't you, you won't get you to definitely the have to call someone a cunt all yeah. the time. And then, yeah and that just gets into your writing it affects your style yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's like the junglers too. guys like fell into that didn't yeah, they yeah, yeah. oh man those guys that's what it? i mean you couldn't put them i mean you could i mean i've done some gigs that are a bit more you know alternative when one of them does sort of slightly cross over yeah and it can do well but sometimes it can also be like you know the audience you couldn't chuck fucking trying to think of like a, a proper jongler's like miles crawford a miles crawford you know someone like that you know somebody who just was like sort of a you know crowd control yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. you couldn't chat them on the moth club could you no <laughs> but then people would cry those old junglers comedians to understand why does he call my job shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't we don't I'm really proud of my outfit <laughs> we, we don't say ladies and gentlemen We're we say they them before we yeah, bring yeah, them on yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah, stuff yeah. which is fine you know there should be a 
places for that. That's what I mean. There's yeah, a the, the circuit has, has, has split into like these, like, you know, comics can now do gigs that are sort of suited to them. But the newer guys coming through, like, there's more of them. And I see him, like, I was doing an open mic night last night. Like, I did Top Secret. Oh, you dropped that stuff. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got relegated. It's like, it's like football, innit? I got, I got kicked out of the league. <laughs> you went into administration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and like, loads of them, I got it. They were filming their sets for clips and stuff. And I was like, you should not be letting anyone know you're doing this. I think, yeah. Yeah, that, that, there is a because well, they're learning at the beginning. You you're mean. learning, get good, and I see these new guy people come through. And they've been going three, four years, and they they want to put a clip up of I, them doing yeah. some gig, yeah, and yeah. They're, they're not playing to the audience in front of them. They're playing to Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm like, that's why you're not getting on at the Glees or the stores of these places because you're neglecting the very thing that this is. That this is live. That's what's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, also, yeah. but I do think sometimes there there is a place for that. There's some people that have sort of bypass the circuit by mm. doing that so i think so new comics now see there are different avenues and For i think sure. some people would probably think Do you know what i think if i can just get a clip go but learn big, learn the trade first yeah, yeah but that's when you're new and excited and you don't yeah. you know that, that's not something you even consider you don't care about that shit man so i think they, i don't i don't really have any issue with that i think what they're doing is thinking you know they've seen the way the wind is blowing. Mm. Do you know what I mean, like the like people who are big on Instagram and that are now going to sell more tickets than people that work their way up through the circuit. But that, that is a matter of fact, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way the world has changed. But I think if you're a newer comic now, it obviously that shorter route does look much more alluring. Mm. Why? Why wouldn't you? If you could take a short a shortcut, I'm lazy as shit, man. If I'd have started out and I could see a shortcut, I would have taken a shortcut there's, without a shadow. Of there's doubt. no long the longevity in it, and it's important. I think maybe I, not, but I, it depends. It's important to you know to play those just the tonic gigs and do those things because you, when I first, I have what people like see as an evil agency behind me and stuff, and I came through nepotism because of my dad and all that shit. But the first thing they said to me was like, "You need a bulletproof twenty, like." Like you need a 20 yeah, 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 that yeah. you can do at the club and that's going to take like six to seven years of gigging relentlessly. That's good advice get. though, isn't yeah. it? Like that, and to get that is so much work. I was talking to an open mic one time and he was talking about, oh, I'm doing an hour and this. I'm like, how long have you been going, man? 18 months, I'm going to do an hour and film it. I went, don't do that. I was like, yeah, just, that's, that's a bit too. I was like, I was like, because some people that works for. I remember Adam Rowe doing that early on. But he he gigged and gigged and gigged. Yeah, I mean, like, he yeah. did put the, he put the graft in. But he didn't put an hour show out for years. He, he filmed one, didn't he, in a theatre? He weren't going that long. No, he was going about seven years still. Was it? Yeah, Adam, yeah. Adam. Adam was knocking around the northwest for a while. He he stuck up there for a while and just got to know what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, wasn't so. Yeah, he sort of just. He, we didn't see him down here for a while because he didn't come down for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's that's what that was a good thing that I think that's a good thing that some people like comics from the northwest do is they get good there yeah, before yeah. they ever I mean Adam's down a grafter to though isn't he yeah but th that thing of like and you can do it the same in London or anywhere like you sometimes I see it whenever I go to like Scotland or sometimes in the northwest if someone comes on and they start doing a bit of local and you're like the minute you leave this street yeah, yeah, that yeah. material yeah. isn't going to work yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and one thing that I say that makes you is an advantage but a disadvantage as a London comic I don't know if you guys feel this when I go to Glasgow or anywhere else if I do material about London even if it is just 
mention in the word yeah, London, yeah, yeah. people switch off because they're like, look at this fucking Londoner yeah. coming up yeah. trying yeah. to why tell would me. They give, why yeah. should they give a shit yeah. about it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you see like a comic from like Glasgow or Liverpool and they come down to London, they can play on their stereotype of where they're yeah, from yeah, yeah. Yeah. because because <laughs> it's like, oh, here's this. So you have as a... You can if you're being self-deprecative, I guess. Yeah, but I think it, I think in a way it can it's make... It's harder because our stereotype, you know, you, from, yeah, other stereotypes seem to hold a bit more weight. Yeah, yeah. London, like, even if you're working class London, they can still think like you're a snob or something. Oh, mate, yeah. I would say that's the funny thing. If you go to like, I've always found that going to like the North and Northwest and like not Is it because they're all tramps? Yeah. It's because yeah. they're all, they're all scum. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, it's that thing where like, we go to the North. Not really my Northern brother. We go to the North. Like, <laughs> everyone in the North thinks everyone from London's posh. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone in oh, London thinks every, <laughs> No matter where you are, you could be a fucking posh, like you could yeah, be a yeah. poor Londoner, poorer than any of them, uh, and they think you're posh for some reason. Yeah, but the, yeah. the funny flip side is, Everyone from the north, if they come to London, no matter they could be a millionaire, yeah, and Londoners yeah, think they're poor cunt. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, poor bastard from the north. Oh, mate, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we, it's the flip side. It's literally the opposite yeah. stereotype that we have of them. There, yeah, is, that's there true. is a little bit of a divide, isn't there? I guess it's not, but it's not hard. You know, you can gig anywhere, and as long as you know what you're doing, it's I, fine. I, I love it up there. Too, yeah, guys. yeah, same here. It's so they're such good gigs, and their, their comedy scene at the moment. Like, I really love the way that they've done everything up yeah, there, and, yeah, and yeah. for us to hear like replicate as well. That's yeah, a really yeah. cool because I think that's the other thing with London like there was the I really like, and this isn't just comedy based. I hate the idea that there's an industry gatekeeping thing within anything that you kind of have to do a dance and go, all right, I have to, uh, whether you want to be a musician or you want to be this, anything in an artistic endeavor, there's a bunch of people who are producers and lots of producers are great, but most producers are uncreative people who like to think they're creative. So they yeah. take they take your idea and they make and, it shit because they they've done a media studies course and yeah. then they go, oh, you can't say that because that's offensive or that that might upset some people. And you're like, yeah, it might. But the people who like it will really like yeah. it. It'll be yeah. funny. But also, I, I think a lot of it isn't even that. I think a lot, a lot of times producers, act, they don't mean to ruin it. But I think producers sometimes make something that could be really funny shitter because they feel like they have to change it. They have to validate they have what to, they, yeah, their exactly, job yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, actually a good producer, I think, has the has the the ability. It's the to, best out of the artist. Absolutely. Mm. Whereas yeah. I think sometimes producers think they've got to yeah put their aura in a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's even cynical. I think it's almost like a sort of subconscious need to to have your say. Yeah, I've worked with some really good ones who, and what I've noticed they do that's really good is you'll be telling them an idea and they'll ask you a question and then uh, I might get, I've drank this one. Oh, is that your one? Uh, yeah. Uh, you let's that? all just share from different ones. One? No, I've had that one. I feel, that I feel, one. Can I have that one yeah, as well? Yeah, Thank yeah. You. We're in London, mate. We've got loads. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah, we're not in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking out a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they would like, uh, whenever I'd put an idea in a writer's room or anything like that, they'll then question it and then if so I didn't who, have an who answer... Who employed him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Why is the cleaner jumping? <laughs> Someone uh, ordered an Uber. <laughs> 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 they'd, they'd like make you question it and you'd go you i could then end up getting frustrated because they're not understanding it but the process of making something is you're like actually i'm just if i'm not explaining it correctly yeah. that means my idea is probably shit yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, also yeah, yeah. i have made some fucking terrible content in my time that's mm. like another part of the content we were, we gonna, get, we were gonna get onto this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, got a, we got a question on the group Let's pu pull it up please <laughs> <laughs> Pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's, it's yeah, it is um, you know. But I, anyway, that but that is the way the world is going. It's going to be yeah, it's all content driven. I wonder how much of it as well. Like what I find like in London at the moment, this thing, and this is just for your listeners saying not me. I do people like to listen to this podcast. Do they feel when they go to a comedy show, now, especially if they go in a work setting? I notice I do top secret quite a lot, and I notice the audiences there can be quite sensitive, but people come up afterwards and be like, I really enjoyed the show. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, oh, I'm on a works night. Right. And you're like, oh, fuck. You're like office culture at the moment seems horrible well i don't think i think i remember like i, I worked in an office and I, we actually had an, we went to a comedy we had a comedy show work christmas do one year we had it at the um oh fuck where was it what's the is it the dorchester there's a ho there's a hotel just on like hyde park court yeah 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 and there's a big functions room and we went to like a big work do there there was about 100 from our office and there was about another 100 from another office another 100 from another office oh my god was it like was it like banquet a- seating and uh, I, all I remember is Rudy Liquid was one of the acts because I was I was battered and this was just when I was just doing my first open spot so I didn't tell anyone right yeah. and uh, I didn't know any of the comedians either and um, and one of the guys from my office got kicked out for having an argument with Rudy Liquid when he was on stage <laughs> but like it was that thing of yeah when you obviously you're there as a group and you just want to you do sort of slightly temper what you're you don't want to laugh at the worst. I think thing. it's always been like that. That makes you a HR isn't? manager, mm-hmm. and that's that's always been the way. That was yeah, yeah, that right. was almost, That was f- seventeen years ago or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe this stuff is just like we just like to act like it's new because it's fun. Yeah, of course. And I do, I do that as well. I've like, I've fucking made things in my time because you know edginess sells and things like that. I'm not particularly edgy comic at all, but like you can be like, oh look, someone's saying something for this, and you, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. using a marketing tool. I'm not really, yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. know, and. But that that like when you when you went there and there was like three hundred people from other offices, was it sort of like like they were like like an away day? It was a bit like there was definitely a little bit of sort of you know you're not totally they're, they're relaxed losers. Yeah, yeah, you turn up in your Stone Island, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start, start giving it to the, yeah, to the yeah, accounts yeah. head office, <laughs> start making up about how much of a ruckus it really was when you're back. Now nah, I took seven of them on, but you know you know what I mean. Because fair play, if you knock me, if I knock you down, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I, that's, that's how I was brought up that's how i was raised <laughs> i hate that that's what i hate about football at the moment man like, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to stop going to it and stuff because i used to when i was like a teenager and wanted to team? fit in uh, crystal palace when i was a teenager and wanted to fit in and stuff that stuff i'd make up that I did that sort of to sound cool yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was there was a game on uh you know i go to the feet quite a lot but i had to go do a gig so i was going i live quite close to sellers park i was going to normal junction station and there was these saints fans who came in the shop and they were hammered and they'd be they were talking about to me trying to talk yeah we've been kicked out the game because you know fucking and they were doing all that you know it was better back in the day when people let you have a scrap and i was like no but it wasn't was it because i've gone to watch the football yeah like i haven't gone to watch the scrap i don't know if there was ever a time they were allowed to have a scrap it's always been illegal when i went to amsterdam for the champions league semi-final what three four years ago now um i was we had a me David, me, David Alfie Ward, comedian, Lovely. Um, and a few guys from the Fighting Cop podcast. Uh, we were drinking in the bar, um, probably, was it during the match? Uh, I mean, half time or maybe before, it might have been before the match actually. And basically, a bloke came over to us for a light, and he was young, he was like 18. And he was all fucking. Tell a, him to fuck off. He had a black eye. <laughs> he was a big, tall bloke. Right. And he was a proper, like, all right, let's go over a light. 
gave him a light and he started talking to us. Yeah, he goes, oh, we, just, we got here last night and we had a fucking dust up with all the bloody eye ultras and all that. And we were like, all right, yeah, cool. Okay. Catch this. And, and then him. <laughs> threw him into the canal. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just giving it all like the big one, you know what I mean? And then he started going, yeah, he goes, yeah, my dad used to be a proper, like one of the top hooligans all that. He goes, yeah, he's, he's, on, he's on a lifetime ban from like from Tottenham. And then David Alfie Ward just went, well, what's the point then? Like that. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, and this kid was like, what? He goes, well, what's the point? Like you ain't a Spurs fan if you're banned, are you? You can't be a fucking fan if yeah. you've kind of got yourself banned for life. <coughs> you can't even go to the matches anymore. Mm. And he was like, yeah, no, no, but like, and he just tried to justify it. Yeah, and within yeah, about yeah. two minutes, of, and then we all sort of joined in and were saying to him, mate, you're not, you're not, go you're not a Tottenham fan because you've basically you're not going to a Tottenham. You're yeah. going for a fight. And within about two minutes of talking to this like 17, 18 year old, oh, it basically had like this sort of existential crisis where you could see he was Knocked like you both out. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like. Oh yeah, well yeah. I'm, I know, and he just couldn't really probably justify him. it. I hope so. It's, it's a difficult like, age. Imagine being they're the most dangerous dad. age though his when dad. they're becoming men. That his ego. His imagine going. Must that. have been the worst. It's like in jails, like the most violent jails, are like the young offenders ones. It's that age, isn't it? Themselves. Yeah. Right. Just becoming a man, you don't. The, yeah. the consequences. That's why everyone's getting stabbed at that age. There's no consequence in your head. Yeah. yeah. Imagine going to Amsterdam and your existential crisis doesn't come from a mushroom trip. I know. But, but from some Spurs fans. Telling you to pipe it down. Yeah, why do you have your freak out? Too many, too much weed and mushrooms and brasses. No, no. So lad talked to me about my dad coked up Spurs fans. Gave me a real talking to. Boasting about my loser of a dad. But that that age, man, that age where you're, you know, a young guy. It's a dangerous age, you know, because you're trying to find yourself. You think you have to prove yourself in masculinity and all those things. And right, fuck me, man. Like, I'm not. I know it's like a some people like a good for, like one of a, a lad I know is like ranked fifth in the world at jiu-jitsu right, right in his division uh Owen Flanagan and he is just the most stoically calm yeah couldn't mm. give off it's proper fuck. martial arts vibe in it some some of them I know a few like that's quite a, a myth I think sometimes because I know a few people who train martial arts who will drop at the drop of the hat happily <laughs> yeah. the, show best, the throw, best of them I throw, bet one yeah. John Jones will at any point oh, happily yeah, yeah, throw yeah. an elbow into his I reckon Colin McGregor like, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those guys like, so this myth that there's like this Oh, uh, you know, the, the more you learn to fight, the calmer you come. Now, if you're a bit of a prick and you learn to yeah. fight, you're but a prick. I think with a professional fight. fighter, though, they know about fighting. The dangerous guy is the guy that, like, will just fucking don't don't really know. Just got this idea in his head and will just stab yes. someone. Yeah, and and there's um, there there is a thing as well of like I think as well. My mate put it well one time. He's like a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Like someone mm. who's been training for yeah, a yeah, year yeah. or two who think who can yeah. now who can well, they now watch fight. UFC. You know yeah. what I mean? And they can now fight a little bit. Doesn't realise like yeah, if you throw a combination on a drunk fella and you his, could head, kill him. his head hits off the floor, you're yeah, gonna yeah, kill yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 yeah, Like that, that there is that hype. I mean, my that. fists are lethal weapons. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> To your dick. <laughs> <laughs> to my dick and anus. <laughs> but it would. Let's not lie. It would, it would when be... they touch the steering wheel of a car. <laughs> uh... well, I'm hitting my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool to do. You know, it would be a cool podcast story to be like, I did kill a person outside a outside a bar. That you know, you'd really yeah, spice yeah. up. I've watched some interviews of guys that have done that though on YouTube. It's like I killed a man and he's just lived with regret his whole life. He just punched someone once and they died. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the camera went off. He got a bit of clout, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, by the way, that was a good one. Right. That's the end of this week's public episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, what happens now, Julian? They can, if they want to hear the rest of the episode, they can go over to patreon.com slash 
We Are TVI. There you go. Once you've signed up there, you can hear the rest of the episode. You can hear all the old Patreon episodes, exclusives, whatever. Um, it's 45p a week. Is it? Is it? Mm. That's cool. Mm. I didn't know that. Um, Easy life. There we go. It's even cheaper than I thought. So do that. And um, But if not, don't worry. You can listen to next week's public episode when it's released. Thanks. Thank you. I'm the right, bro. <laughs>